This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. I can't think of a better way to start off a day than talking about an article from Psychology Today and bonding over something that we both hate. The article says, common enemies make friendships grow stronger. One study found that people are more likely to bond over a shared dislike rather than a shared fondness of a third party. Denigrating an enemy can also boost our self-esteem by making us and the groups we identify with seem better in comparison. This came up because uh, we were talking over the weekend about like what's better to try to rally your team that you work with around a positive message or a, uh, a shared enemy. And it kind of made me think, for me, the answer is it depends, but it seems like it's easier to hate something than it is to like it. Like politics seems like the most obvious example. It's like the other side, I hate you versus um, our candidate's so great. Can't we rally around that? Do you have stronger feelings for people that you hate or people that you love? That's a great question. You know, I, I think it's I, the low hanging fruit is just it's easier to complain than it is to be positive. Right. Right. We were at a soccer game over the weekend for my kid. And of course, the parents are all sitting around complaining about the referee. I just think it's the low hanging fruit. It's easier to do. Yeah. I mean, I guess we've talked about it, some version of it before on the show. It's just like it, that's an easier default. And I wonder, like for sports, if you're on a team it's, I think it's a good thing to rally behind. Like we need to hate the other team. It gives us motivation, but then for other things like religion, is that what we want? Like extreme uh, extremists that want to attack the U S rally around how much they hate uh, Americans. And then also, I don't even know if this applies, but as a uh, Christian faith, are we rallying around the hatred of the devil and hell? Like that, because I mean, it, it has, you have to be go pushing it back and get something like there's a reason that you're going to do this because the alternative is worse. Yeah, that, that, um, I definitely have was an evangelical at some particular point in it. There's a lot of like the devil's bad. He's trying to get us, but I've kind of, you know, if you look at bad and good, you can't have good without bad. Like a lot of times right. evangelicals are rallying you know, the devil, the devil, but you know what, if, you don't have a choice if there's no devil. So then we're just robots. So then there's a reason God did bad and good to begin with. Right. I guess I kind of, we're talking about the two extreme or we're talking about extreme politics and religion, but like in your day-to-day -day life, is it, is it um, a useful exercise to try to fight against that, that uh, feeling that it's easier to complain and be like, cause you're a, a core family and I have my core family. And it's like, when we find ourselves complaining, should we be like, no, let's talk about the positive things? Because, I mean, it is pushing against human instinct to do that. But are you going to get more people on board or, or have a, a stronger bond if you fight that urge? Yeah, I think that's definitely a great way to look at it for a family perspective. Like for me, yeah, let's let's talk about the positives as opposed to the negatives, which I feel like is like a muscle that you can work out, right? Let's work on the positives as opposed to going to the negatives. Yeah. And I think I can't think of a specific example, but this just popped in my head that I think you're going to get more surprising outcomes when you lean into the positive. Like 
if uh like if you complain about someone like you suck you're terrible like you pretty much know how that's going to turn out but if you fight that urge and like you decide you want to go up to the referee after the game be like hey man you were really trying hard out there thanks for your effort like you might spark a conversation with him like if you're if you always go first to the negative i think you're gonna get less willingness to get engagement or have a, a, a more surprising outcome. For sure. The one thing about this article that I like, it said something about, do we want uh, in politics, do we want to not do the positive? Something like that. Did, like yeah. politics is encouraging us to continue to do this. So we, that's why we do. Yeah. I think it was basically saying that uh, maybe we don't want to acknowledge what the other side is doing. Well, it's like, well, we mm. want to be able to uh, demonize the other side because it, it makes our side stronger. It gets our base to get out and vote more. And yeah, I, we saw that we've seen that happen for the last five years on mobilization against a common enemy. Also, I guess war, um, right. We, we had uh, we shut down or we we converted factories to do different things for the war effort. And it was like rallying around this common thing versus being like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's do something for the good of us and not to take down an evil power. I think it really for me, it really works well to have both Republicans and Democrats. Right. I mean, if you break it down, Republicans want to be fiscally. They don't do this, but they want to have a fiscally conservative way of looking at the world where Democrats want to have a big uh, safety net. If you have mm -hmm. a fiscally conservative group, they're going to look over the numbers, right? I like that idea. And I do like the idea of Democrats kind of having a bigger safety net for other people using the government to do that. So I like the idea that both are there to check each other. For sure. I think the checks and balances is good. And I don't know what the right way to phrase it on when people should make concessions, because if 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 you didn't have the other side challenging what you're saying, then you wouldn't have to think it through and you wouldn't yeah. be up to have to defend it. But if everything ends in a filibuster and it's like, well, we're not going anywhere. It's just like two two uh, rams butting heads, then you're not going to go anywhere. So, yeah, I agree that it is important to have both sides of it. And that common enemy makes you think harder. Yeah. And I think the problem now is that it's just like everybody's shouting and it's and actually, everybody's not shouting. It's just a tiny group of people that are shouting. But that's who the politicians are listening to, that tiny little group that's shouting the bad, the, the negatives. Is that called the vocal majority? The vocal, vocal minority? That. Yes. Vocal, vocal, vocal minority. minority. Yeah, I'd like yeah, that's that's a tricky thing, knowing that the, the loudest thing isn't necessarily the, uh, the common thought. No. And I guess kind of... Uh, <laughs> We both live on the coast, West Coast, but the, the coastal bias that what the major cities think is what the rest of the country wants. And some things I believe in probably aren't what the rest of the majority of the United States citizens want. It's a it's a hard thing to to realize. Most of us are in the middle, doggone it. Yeah. Uh, in the middle where the center's on the right. That's that's what they talk about in the Midwest. Well. If you hate Larry and I, please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew for Angry Larry. Thanks for stopping. <laughs>